0: Hi friends, this is Ian McFadden, one of the pastors at St. Mo's, and it's good to be with you again on this little daily podcast we call Every Day with St. Mo's, hopefully helping to keep us connected to one another and rooted in Christ during this global coronavirus pandemic. One of our kids' favorite Bible stories is the story of the contest between the prophet Elijah and the prophets of Baal in First Kings chapter eighteen, and for those of you who are familiar with that story, well, you'll know it's um, essentially the question on the table is is which God is real, which God is worth following, and Elijah challenges the prophets of Baal uh, to to build an altar and put a sacrifice on it, and then to uh, enjoin their God to. Send spontaneous fire to consume the offering, and they go first, and nothing happens for a long time and then it's elijah's turn and he prays and the one true God, the God of the Bible, uh, sends fire to burn up the offering and it's uh it's this you know sort of feel good obvious victory uh, in a in a power contest moment you know, my kids love it um What we often forget is that in in just the next chapter, Elijah the prophet, who's seen this tremendous faithfulness of God and this display of power that uh, has not only vindicated God, but in in many ways it's vindicated uh, Elijah himself, uh, that that prophet is then on the run. And he's hiding and afraid for his life and deeply isolated, uh, deeply lonely, and... uh, and he says to the Lord, I'm the only one. I'm the only one left. Uh, this is First Kings chapter 19. And uh, he basically um, is ready for it all to end. And I don't know what your circumstances are uh, right now, but I know that a lot of us are feeling pretty isolated. Um... Feeling pretty cut off from normalcy and cut off from our social networks, uh, and and suffering, uh, some to greater degrees than others, uh, but nonetheless suffering. And in suffering, there's often uh, a compounding effect of isolation. And I just oh, I want to put our fingers on that this morning, and um, note it. Uh, name it. That your suffering can feel isolating, and that isolating can compound the suffering. Uh, but also then uh, to remind ourselves from Elijah's story that God shows up to meet Elijah in the middle of his isolation in First Kings nineteen, and He says to him, verse eighteen: "Yet I will preserve seven thousand others in Israel who have never." bowed down to Baal. And so, uh, as alone as Elijah feels, he's in fact not alone. And it's his very suffering at the hands of Jezebel and Ahab and his faithfulness to God that connects him to 7,000 others. Maybe that's a, a helpful way for thinking about the suffering uh, that you might be experiencing even now, the isolation, that that in fact that connects you to others. At the end of the High Middle Ages, um, Christian women began to reflect on pregnancy and uh, labor, giving birth, as a way of identifying with the sufferings of Jesus. Um, who never gave birth and never was pregnant, uh, but nonetheless, in their sufferings which yielded life, uh, they were able to uh, find great corresponding suffering in Jesus and to feel a greater degree of connectedness and identification with him. In Hebrews uh, chapter 2, we're reminded... That because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the Son also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could he die, and only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death. Only in this way could he set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. We also know that the Son did not come to help angels, he came to help the descendants of Abraham. Therefore, it was necessary for him to be made in every respect like us, his brothers and sisters, so that he could be merciful and faithful as our high priest before God. Then he could offer a sacrifice that would take away the sins of the people. Since he himself has gone through suffering and testing, he's able to help us when we are being tested. So friends, uh, whether you are suffering physically now or uh, just feeling um, alone or frustrated or pent up or isolated. Um, Remember that that suffering and even the suffering of isolation actually uh, connects you to brothers and sisters uh, just down the road, just across the city, scattered across the globe now and throughout history. And even more importantly, what you are going through has been experienced by the one who loves you like you've never been loved. Your suffering, even your suffering, and especially your suffering, connects you to the one who gave his life so that you could have life in him. Let me pray for us. Father, would you be present with us here in Baltimore, scattered across this city and across the counties of Maryland and elsewhere, wherever we find ourselves today. Would you remind us that we are not alone, that you are with us. And that even our suffering connects us to our brothers and sisters who have gone before us and our brothers and sisters now who similarly trust you around the globe. Father, we pray that you would help us to identify in our sufferings with Jesus. That you became a human and made yourself vulnerable to suffering and to isolation, and to loneliness, and to all of the weakness of being in a human body. Precisely so that you could experience what we experience and die in our place. So we pray this morning that we would feel the love and share the love. It comes from having a Savior who has come in the flesh to suffer like us and to suffer at our hands. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.